Welcome to Crystallizing Conversations. Join your hosts, Jillian Aurelia Green and Iris Unique as we explore the tools, pathways, and possibilities for healing and expansion. Through the warmth of easy conversation, we'll be delving into magic, mental health, and more. This is your time to learn about yourself, each other, and of course, the crystals that support us along the way. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community of your closest spiritual friends. Let's grow together. Welcome, everybody, to Crystallizing Conversations. This is our eighth episode. I think it's going to be our eighth, right? Yeah, it's going to be our eighth. I forgot what order we're doing this in. Okay, (laughs) so our eighth. Yay. Our eighth episode. And thank you for all our listeners. We're so excited to be here. We're so excited with the feedback that we're getting. Um, And today Mm -hmm. is just Jillian and I. We don't have a guest speaker. (gasps) We're the guests. (laughs) We're the guests. And we're going to be interviewing each other. Yes. And this is going to be an an episode all about crystals. Generally, I think if it's the two of us, it's going to be like a very crystal heavy episode. And so in this one, we are exploring crystal gridding and manifestation through crystal gridding. And I'm really looking forward to it. This is probably one of the most commonly asked questions that I get from my clients. And so being able to talk about it and share it is very exciting for me, especially because Iris and I have, we come at it from very different viewpoints. And so I think it's really great because no matter how you make your crystal grid, you you can learn a little something and also not feel so hemmed in because there's lots of different, lots of different ways to, ways to do it. Yeah. So. I'm excited to like ask you some questions too, because I was, before we started recording, I was going through all my old Instagram posts and like finding all the crystal grids I've done. And it's been really fun to look back over the years. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, Oh, what I didn't realize you had already looked into, but I was doing some research too, just because I've always done it intuitively. And one of the first things to pop up was Sage Crystals, which yeah. is Jillian's business Woo. on, uh, I forget the title. I don't think I ended up writing it it's down. Probably like but Crystal Gridding 101. Yes. Like crystal that. Gridding 101, which look it up, you guys. It's super, it's be- it has beautiful grids on it, um, but you. also gives some little basic um, outlines as well. So just had to, had to let you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. I think that's like one of our, our top ranking blog posts. So oh, how funny. It, Perfect. Yeah, it's, it's actually showing <laughs> up. Um, but before we get started, because this is our eighth episode, um, I wanted to take a moment. We both did to kind of, first of all, say thank you to each of you guys that are listening. It's um, I checked right before we came in on our statistics. And this will be our eighth episode, but right now we only have seven out as of recording this morning. And we have over 850 downloads on the episodes we've released. That is, we've only been out for eight weeks as of when this airs and we have over 850 downloads. So I just want to say thanks to you guys for being here and supporting us. And obviously you're enjoying, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also wanted to, I took some time to uh, screenshot a couple of our reviews, which Jillian isn't, yeah, (laughs) Jillian isn't on Apple. So she hasn't seen the Apple podcast reviews yet. So I want to read it of them. The first one is called Nourishment for Your Soul. Jillian Aww. and Iris bring so much warmth 
and love to this fun and engaging new crystal podcast. Excited to learn and grow alongside these two inspiring women and become a part of their community. Aww, how cute is that? I can't even That's... pronounce the the their screen name. It's a bunch of letters. <laughs> Q triple W R R R P T. Thank you so much for that review. Um, another one by Brittany Lee. Amazing, inspiring podcast. I'm so grateful I found this podcast. I love the different informative topics in each episode. I am an avid podcast listener, and I can't say enough great things about this podcast. Thank you for all your efforts in creating this for the world to listen to. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. Damn it. I I can't smudge this. My eyeliner is not waterproof. I didn't, I didn't expect to tear up this morning. Okay. So sweet. This next one is inspiring. Listen, this is a great new spiritual podcast that I am thoroughly enjoying. The hosts Jillian and Iris are both so knowledgeable in all things crystals and have a very fun and informative way of sharing what they know. Looking forward to more episodes. Mm. And then the last one, such beautiful souls and so much resonates and reminds me of my own journey. Loved. It's just so, wow. Jillian and I have both put in a lot of love and time and effort and countless hours behind the scenes on these ep- episodes so to hear your guys's feedback and heartfelt like it's just so soul affirming so thank you and if you are enjoying the episode first of all make sure or all the episodes make sure to subscribe so that you continue to receive and get notified when we have new ones um, as well as if you could rate us and if you can leave a review we're going to try and read these just because they're they're uplifting to us and hopefully you guys are enjoying hearing them too but just thank you thank you for being here thank you for being a part of our new community and podcast it's just very yeah. exciting for us <laughs> wow all right well let's I'm, get in i feel like i'm like speechless i'm like oh i just <laughs> i feel so touched that other yeah. people actually appreciate you know the 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 work that we do both of us have have been so inspired to do this and that it's being received and um is benefiting other people is is really incredible to hear so thank you yeah thanks everybody all right well first of all we're going to be talking about crystal gridding as we said Mm -hmm. what is crystal gridding Oh my goodness. Let's get into that. So I actually printed up, (laughs) or you did actually, I printed up one and then you actually ended up. So I was like, oh, so I'm going to let you answer that. (laughs) I mean, we can both answer it. There's no one right answer. I will say, so one of my favorite definitions, and it's by no means the only definition, but one of my favorite definitions is by the amazing Hibiscus Moon. Uh, And Hibiscus Moon had a crystal certification um, course that was like the first accredited crystal cert- like healer certification course. Um, it was really one of the first ones that was globally acknowledged. It was it was very impactful, and I actually co-taught a, another another like elective course with her. So she published one of the very first crystal gridding books, and it was self-published. Oh, wow. It's available on Amazon. Um, if you search in Hibiscus Moon, it'll pop up. And her definition is a crystal grid is a geometric pattern of energetically aligned stones 
charged by intention, set in a sacred space for the purpose of manifesting a particular objective. And I love that. There's lots of little parts to it. Yeah. I think it doesn't always have to be all of those things for it to still be, to, you know, be considered a crystal grid. Um, but I think that's a, a pretty thorough definition, right? We yeah. have stones that you have intentionally chosen that are energy, you know, that you've energetically charged with your intention, arranged in a geometric pattern in a sacred space for a purpose. Very clear. Perfect. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's also, which I didn't even realize, because when I've been doing crystal grids over the years, I never really had any of that in the back of my head. It was just like mm -hmm. this intuitive thing, right? But intuitively, it's always been in these patterns that almost like mirror each other. And as I'm scrolling through my, my crystal grids, they have been like these, you know, laid out mirrored images. And so crystal gridding, I didn't realize, has to do with sacred geometry. And mm -hmm. sacred geometry has been around since, I mean, the big thousands bang. and thousands Since the of big years. bang. Well, since the big bang, but like even <laughs> But humans, Egyptians, humans being able to utilize has, right. is, is even before then. Yes, exactly. And it's like even from the tiniest microscopic atoms to the cosmos, Mm -hmm. sacred geometry is there it is exactly. present so whether and that's what oh go ahead no no no. you go ahead <laughs> no, i was gonna say that's what these crystal grids are based off of is these patterns mm -hmm. and i just exactly. found that so amazing and so cool and it's basically us tapping into essentially our ancestry as humans and who we are as humans i mean we're built up of sacred geometry so mm -hmm. crystal gridding is just a way of expressing our natural formations essentially exactly so the way that i like to think of sacred geometry and people ask me what is it is it's a way of communicating to the universe in the language of the universe because sacred geometry is the building blocks for everything it's not just found in the architecture that we create it's found in the way that leaves and buds unfurl from a branch it's found in the structure of every single living thing. It's found in the spiral of galaxies. It's found in molecular structures, right? Even our own um, DNA genome is sacred geometry, right? We have that spiral. We have that um, that balancing the way that you know that you just said. So many people believe that sacred geometry provides the container for all of life and that without sacred geometry literally nothing can exist and it's through the study of sacred geometry that we can actually gain an understanding of the universe around us and through that unlock the building blocks of creation itself so when we're making crystal grids we're really just tapping into that ability to co-create with the universe. Crystals themselves are made of perfect crystalline structures. So crystals are actually, when you look under a microscope, repeating patterns of sacred geometrical forms. It's hexagonal, right? Mm -hmm. There's all these different variations, but they're all repeating geometric patterns. That is literally a definition of a crystal. So crystals really lend themselves to sacred geometry. So when we make a crystal grid, we're just aligning the appropriate stones and geometric form with our intention to manifest. We're literally speaking to the universe in its own language. 
And I love that. <laughs> I just love, I love how you just worded that. We're literally speaking to the universe in its own language. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we all speak, I mean, if you're listening, which is really exciting, we do have listeners outside of the US and Canada. We have listeners over in Sweden. Wow. And, um, uh, Hi, Swedish all the other countries, people. But yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, wow. So if you think about it, language, we all have different languages, right? But the universe is still able to understand. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about what we're actually saying. It's also in what we're visualizing and what we're putting out there. And so, yeah, sacred geometry and doing these crystal grids. Oh, I just love that. Because again, mm-hmm. I've always done this without any, in, I, personally, without any intention. There have been a few where I'm like, ooh, I really want to do a grid for self-love, you know, and I would make mm-hmm. that out or I really want a grounding grid because I need it. But a lot of times I was just doing it creatively, just by cre- inspirational flow. So to realize that we're tying into our own, our own nature, it's just mind-blowing mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. Well, and I think that leads us to, I think there's, I don't know if they've actually like been defined as two schools of thought, but for me with crystal gridding, it seems like there's kind of two basic ways of doing it, shall we say. So there's the one way, which is what I was just talking about, right? Like you have an intention. You're like, I'm going to communicate this to the universe through sacred geometry. I'm going to pick stones that align with my intention. I'm going to pick a geometric form that aligns with that intention. And I'm going to make this grid for the purpose of manifestation Mm -hmm. or for the purpose of, you know, and manifestation doesn't always mean physical. It could also be like inviting more love into your life or feeling a certain way. It doesn't always have to be like a a, a physical, I want a boat. So I'm going to write this, make this crystal grid. (laughs) Um, But no shame on wanting boats though. Go for it. Yeah. But I think there's another way of doing it. And I, I think this is the way, Iris, that you're really tapping into where it's not necessarily that you are like, I have an intention and so I'm going to create this thing to communicate and manifest it. It's almost the opposite. It's I'm opening myself up to what the universe wants to communicate through me, through the sacred geometry and through the crystals, right? So, uh, and yes. I, and I, I've, I was looking at some of your stuff too. And even, I mean, just like over the past you know few years, you like make yeah. a grid and, and it's so beautiful because it, it is very intuitive. It's very opposite the way that I do it. Yours is so beautiful and there's a flow to it. That's really lovely. And it always seems like you're like, what does the universe want me to anchor in a way? Like, what does the mm. universe want to express through me? What does the universe really want? Think that like the human collective needs right now. And so you'll, you'll just be guided by your intuition and you'll create this beautiful grid. And it's almost like it's the opposite. It's the universe is communicating through you what it wants to manifest. And so and it, it's so funny too, because I, I didn't even like consciously realize that until I was doing the grids and sharing them. And people were telling me like, oh my God, like this brought tears to my eyes. I needed to like, this helped me so much. And it, and I feel like me and you have always been in tune in that way when it comes to choosing crystals. So <laughs> obviously I, for, and for, I, for those of you <laughs> listening in, so I can't, we can't even count the number of times that 
we would each be doing live sales. And like the minute I would go to post something on Instagram to tell, you know, to tell my followers that I was going to have something on our live sale table, I would open Instagram and Iris would have literally just posted the same exact crystal. And one of the things that I really loved is that for some people, they might be like, oh no, they're posting it. Like, I'm not going to sell as much. Like there's that, you know, that scarcity mindset. But for us, right. we literally always laughed like, well, it's <laughs> happened again. I guess the We're universe both really, offering it this week. <laughs> really, really needs this out in the world, I guess. It was, so. Yeah. It was almost the affirmation of like, okay, well, obviously yeah. I intuitively knew. So this is what people are needing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's always been so fun. And it's funny because Jillian and I are obviously now that we're doing the podcast together, we've been creating this over the past, you know, now eight months or however many months it's been, we've gotten a lot Mm -hmm. closer. But at the time, this has happened for years. So we weren't even that close. It was like, we knew each other, we'd see each other at jump shows, but it was like, we're both, you know. Yeah, we would just like, I mean, our, I think our entire like DM feed was like sending each other our own (laughs) things like, well, happened again. Yeah. So funny how that works. But yeah, so you can do it either way. You can specifically think like, hey, I'm really wanting to bring in more love into my Mm -hmm. space. And if you have crystals that are, you know, pink crystals are always going to be good for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it can be the opposite. Because that's that's really how I choose my crystals each day to work with. It's never, at least for me personally, it's very rarely that I go in to choose a crystal to work with for the day, knowing ahead of time, like I need grounding. It's I go in and I look at all my crystals and like this one, and I'm feeling called to this one. And then later on, it'll subconscious or I'll, it'll like come to my awareness of like, oh yeah, no wonder I chose those. So mm-hmm. you can do it either way. And as we said in our like very first episode together, there's no wrong way. There exactly. really isn't. Um, so whichever way you prefer is totally fine mm-hmm. and beautiful. So. so I have, it's not like a question, but just a little, a little mini exploration of mm-hmm. why, why Iris? <laughs> would would you use a crystal grid for what for what potential purposes could you use a crystal grid so besides, besides you know intuiting the will of the universe <laughs> yeah um i'm just gonna say for me personally and then i can also like elaborate to you which i think you're gonna be good at like <laughs> more your more your route of why but for me it was always a form of it was twofold a form of meditation Because you really just get in tune, you quiet your mind and you really get in tune with arranging the crystals. And like, I would arrange them like, "Mm, that doesn't feel right. And then change it and then add a different one. And like, oh, this one needs a small one. So I'd go through my drawers and like add in little intricacies. So for me, it's been my way to meditate because I'm not really good at the type of meditation where you sit and try and think of nothing. For me, it's a form of meditation and also expressing creativity. We as humans are creative beings that are It's part of our natural way of being, but we get so busy with life that creativity always gets Mm -hmm. pushed on the wayside. So it's it's another way for me to express my own creativity and then to stand back when you're done. Because for me, it's like I get in the zone, I'm doing it. It's all I'm focused on. Like I said, it's a form of meditation. And then you stand back and look at what you've created and you're like, I created that? Wow. Like it's it's just this... uh, just such a great feeling and I love it. And that's, that's why I personally would create a crystal grid is to meditate 
mm-hmm. to express creativity and to see the beauty. And then on top of it, you get all the benefits of whatever crystals you end up choosing, because no matter what crystal you're choosing, there's benefits. So mm-hmm. how about you? Why would you, Jillian, oh, gosh. create a crystal grid? I mean, I use crystal grids a lot. <laughs> actually, when I first when I first kind of came back to crystals as an adult, that was actually the first thing that I started doing besides like, you know, like holding the crystal and talking to it is I just like dove straight into crystal critting. Uh, I had where we used to live, there was a, we actually had like a bachelor fireplace for those of you. It's like, there was this particular style of tiled fireplace from like the early 1900s to like the 1920s. That was like really famous in Los Angeles. And we had a little, a little baby duplex and they actually had bachelor fireplaces. Um, but it was a non-working fireplace by the time, you know, we moved in and so I would use the tiled out fireplace oh, cool. as my grid because it was literally like a bunch of squares. So they had all these indices. And so I would use that as like my giant, like checkerboard of, for gridding my giant. Oh, grid wow. board. And so I think, interestingly, I think my very first crystal grid was actually for synchronicities. And I had like labradorite and moonstone, and I think I had indigo gabbro and merlinite. Like I had all these like great yeah. <laughs> crystals that are that are good for synchronicities. And I don't remember why that's what I, like that was my first one, but I I don't know. So you I had planned was, out like I yes. want more synchronicities in my yes, life. Exactly. Oh, interesting. And so, and I will say that definitely it definitely worked. Um, and so generally, when I make crystal grids. I will know my intention and like, that will be my starting point. So mm-hmm. like various crystal grids I've made throughout, you know, at least, you know, the last gosh, five, ten, five, six, seven, eight years, however long I've been doing this, um, have been from as simple as being able to like really harness my own power to manifest. Like even that was, a, I made a crystal grid for that yeah. or it should almost be a slogan. To, there's a crystal know. grid for that. There's, there's a crystal. <laughs> there is there is a crystal for that. So I think another one I did was you know bringing more community together. I think I did another one for bringing wealth and abundance because I was like really strapped up at the time and I needed I needed money to come in. Um, another one I think that I did was I. I needed to, so before we had our duplex, I had like a, a little condo, and we needed to sell the condo. And it was not moving. It was just like sitting there and it was not moving. Like it was in a really prime area. It should have like been snapped up and it wasn't. Um, partly because I think they were, they were building a giant apartment building next door or condo uh. building next door. So like all my light had disappeared. Um, but I needed to sell it and I made a crystal grid and I actually made it with Fibonacci sequence. So it was like really had that moving energy Ooh. to it, right? That spiral flowing, moving energy. So it was, I really wanted like movement to happen. Um, and I kid you not, the next day we got, we got our first offer. Oh my goodness. How Literally <sighs> like 24 hours later. So, well, you, if you think about it in, in multiple steps, right? We mm-hmm. as humans, can manifest. Like there's so much Mm -hmm. on the internet now about manifesting and the power of thought, right? So we Mm -hmm. as humans can manifest. And then you tie in crystals and their energy in general, even just working with a crystal clear quartz and you want to, you know, attune it to whatever your intention is. 
Mm -hmm. So there's two things. And then you add in a crystal grid, which is multiple crystals with all these beautiful energies. And we talked, mm -hmm. Jillian explained it really well in our, um, what was it? Crystals 101, one of our first episodes on crystals of how crystals actually scientifically work. So if mm -hmm. you're listening to it and you haven't listened to that, this episode and you haven't listened to that one, listen to it. But the power of all essentially three combined, it's you and your thoughts. It's the crystal, but then multiple crystals on top of mm -hmm. it. And then you're speaking in the language of the universe. How powerful. Exactly. Everyone make a crystal grid. What are you looking for in your life? Do it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I think the, but the idea is that whether you are doing it as a meditation or doing it as a way to commune with your stones or doing it as a way to channel, you know, channel the universe, right? Some people, we all, here's the thing. We all have the ability to channel. We just do it differently. So some people like literally their minds go somewhere else and they trans channel and like voices speak through them. Some people, they just get like pings and they know. And some be like, this is another way that you can channel the will of the universe, the creation, the, you know, and I, and I love that's, that that's what you do, Iris. I also love that you brought up this, that it's a means of creativity, especially because right now with, you know, a lot of the apps that we have with, with technology, we are really entering this phase where we have all of this information, but it's all very shallow. We're constantly being distracted. And so we're not creating as much or it's superficial creation. And so being able to be able like get into that zone of creation is such a, mm -hmm. a such a neat way to really tactile you're like physically embody creation um especially for someone like me who i am not like a hands-on type of creative that is not my skill set like you try to get me to like carve something or paint something or sketch something it's just going to be an absolute giant mess but because I'm working with the stones, right? You know, there's still, there's still an element of creation in it. Even if I am coming to it, like I have an intention. I don't know exactly what the grid's going to look like to start off with. I have to like tap in, like what still feels right for my intention? What is aligned with that? What stones want to be involved? And so there's still that element of like, I get to create a thing that's going to go out. It's going to, you know, speak itself into the world, so to speak. Um, and then too, there are, which I haven't worked with, but obviously there's plenty of crystal gridding books, but there's mm -hmm. actual layouts, right? Yes. So that's the other thing too, is if you're like, oh, well, I, I just don't, I don't feel like I'm a creative person. Creativity lies deep within. It just needs to mm -hmm. be cultivated just like a muscle. And so what's really cool is there are books, there are different layouts that you can look at the layout and say, okay, then I'm going to arrange my crystals in this way. Mm -hmm. And the more you begin to do that, well, then you try a different layout and then you try a different, and the more you do it, you're developing that muscle. And eventually you can, if you want to take away the layout and create your own. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I know that you said that you're not creative, but I know you are, you, you like to color. Oh no, I'm definitely creative. I'm just like, I can't like <laughs> physically make things with my hands. That's oh, got all. it. Okay. I'm like, not like a very creative Thank you. Yes. yes. In multiple I agree ways. With that. Yes. I do like to color <laughs> coloring. Coloring is my thing. And actually my favorite coloring book is a sacred geometry coloring book, that makes which sense. I will put in the, 
the show notes because I swear to God, this is the best coloring book for adults I have ever found. I love it. <laughs> I'm literally, I literally just ordered a second one because I finished it. So now I'm going to start oh, over wow. again with hey. new colors. But it's my favorite. Well, what about, it's my favorite way to chill out. Let's talk a little bit about the surface. Yes. Yeah. Let's of dive into some to some specifics here. Yeah. Like on what type of surface you mm-hmm. can do your crystal grids. That and I love this a, question because it's again. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> no. No. Guess. No. That's that's an excellent that's an excellent <laughs> question. So I will say pretty much anything with some caveats. So. I would say like wood could be really great, especially if you want to do a grounding type of, Mm. you know, you, you can also align the surface to match your intention with your grid. You don't have to. Um, but like wood is fantastic. Selenite. If then you always have that like clearing energy, um, Mm -hmm. glass is amazing too. Cause then you get that like reflection and it looks really beautiful. I would say the main thing is that one, it is not uh, an electronic surface or next to a lot of electronics. And that's because the EMFs from like Wi-Fi routers, or, you know, if you've got, if you've got, like, I wouldn't set up your crystal grid next to like where all of your computer stuff is necessarily. Um, there's, there are some exceptions to that, like tourmalines and, you know, lead included crystals like shungite, uh, which is a carbon. Those are all actually okay to use around EMFs, but, but generally EMFs will disrupt the energy torus of the crystal grid. And we'll, we'll talk about what that means in, in a little bit, but you, you're, you're creating an energy torus with your crystal grid. And so when you have a bunch of EMFs passing through it, it just gets disrupted and then it's not as stable, which is, you want it to be stable. So I wouldn't do that. So, yeah. And then I would say one of the <laughs> other things is just to make sure that your grid is in a place that is that feels sacred or separate to you, right? So like for me, I have like my living room and I actually have like a little shelf, like a small shelving unit. And that's where I have a lot of my, my sacred things. I've got candles that's where I keep my decks. Um, I have, and that's where I have my, my main crystal grid of, of the season or for whatever I'm, whatever I'm, I'm calling in in the moment. So make sure that it's a place that you can, it's not like in a closet tucked away, hidden somewhere. Um, cause it's something that you want to be reminded and see every day, but it's still someplace that feels sacred to you. And That's I would say, say just that. two things, flat surface. <laughs> yeah. Flat, too. flat surface. And then somewhere that's not going to get bumped a lot. Yes. So, you know, something that's pretty much non-moving because you don't want your crystals rolling off and it, not that in an area that gets high traffic to where it'll get bumped and knocked over. Yes. Um, I mean, if yes. that's the case, it's fine. You can reset it up, but it's just... Yes. Less, yeah, if, less work if, for you. You don't have yes, to reset it up. This is a question that I've actually gotten of like, my cat jumped through my crystal grid. What am I going to do? And it's like, it's fine. It's so fine. Just, just, just reset res- it up. Yeah. Reset it up. And, and I would say like, check in intuitively with the crystal grid. So if, 
it's completely ruined, then like I would say reset it back up, reset your intention, which again, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, later in the episode, how, how to, how to intentionally charge. So re redo the whole process again. If it like one got knocked over, reset it up, maybe like send a little bit of energy to it. It's probably fine. And you'll probably notice your, because you mentioned the cat, your animals are drawn to crystals. And so you probably will notice if you have pets that they end up messing it up because they want to be near it as well. Anubis was notorious for this before live sales. I would Mm. set up my grid with all the pretty crystals and leave the office, come back in and he's laying on top of it. Just like, oh, thanks for making this for me. (laughs) See, and my, my dog was the complete opposite. When I first set something up, especially when we lived where we were before, right? It was on the, I mean, it was like a step up, but it basically was on the ground. Yeah. And whenever I set up a new crystal grid, she would come, she's also a very delicate little pup, but she would like come (laughs) up and she would kind of like sniff along the outside and then she'd be like, all right, this is here. And then she would, she would completely leave it alone. Oh, wow. She never, she never walked through it. She was always like, I just, she understood. I go around it. It's fine. That just goes back to Anubis thinking he's the God of everything. Like, oh, this must be, you must have made this for me. Yes. (laughs) But But Missy's always, Missy's always been very, very dainty about things. And she's also been very good about like, this is an editor. Like she's very good when something is like a sacred space. She's like, I will be near it, but I don't need to be in it. Aww, like this sweet. is a thing that's set up and I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. That's awesome. interesting. Hmm. I will also say, since we're talking about spaces that the crystal grid should have its own space. So I know for some people, there might be a tendency to like, I want to manifest a zillion things. Let me like fill this whole room with crystal grids. The energy torus of a crystal grid is larger than the sum of its parts. So especially depending on the crystals and depending on the size of the crystals and depending on the size of the grid, this can be pretty massive. And energetically, you know, if if you're someone who can feel energy, and again, we all experience energy differently, but if you feel energy, you probably will be able to tell the size of the energy torus and how like kind of the edges of it. For the bulk That's so of it. interesting you say that because I intuitively never, th- I, I never thought that, but I've always felt that. Like I will create mm. some grids next to each other, but most of the time it's like just the one. The mm-hmm. one is good enough <laughs> because it's, it's like you said, energetically taking up space and you don't want them like. No, you don't want them like other. disrupting each other. One of my yeah. favorite images is of like a drop of water. Right. So if you like, or if you drop a stone into a pond and it creates those ripples, right? If you drop a stone into a pond, it creates ripples. And then you drop another stone into a pond slightly far away and it creates more ripples. Those ripples can cancel each other out. So this is also with with the EMF wave. So you just want to make sure it has its own space because you don't want the universe getting confused because you're having like ripples that are hitting each other and like canceling each other out. So I think a good rule of thumb is one, like if you want multiple crystal grids, awesome. Maybe like one per room is yeah, probably separating them out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any more than, than I would say that's at most. So I totally understand having one like in your sacred space or in your living room or, and then you, maybe you want another one because you're having trouble sleeping. So you create a crystal grid in your bedroom or you want to like bring more passion into your life. So you have one in your bedroom. Like that <laughs> makes total, that makes total sense. 
Um, just you don't need to go overboard because the other thing is it still requires, and again, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it still requires energy from you, right? You still initiated this. So you still have to kind of do the up, you still have to do the upkeep for, for all these different crystal grids. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself mm-hmm. and like diminish your own energy with the things you want to manifest. So like maybe just like a couple at a time. Yeah. Or, you know, or even just one. Or even just one. Yeah. Yeah. Try with one. See how you feel. Yeah. Um, now I am I, curious because you yeah. said um, about leaving the crystal, like you have a crystal grid up in your sacred space. Mm-hmm. So do you personally leave it up for how long? Depends on the grid. So usually I will keep a crystal grid up until the thing that I am manifesting is accomplished or until I feel like it's no longer relevant. Okay. So for instance, with the moving of the house, right? The, the selling of the condo, I ended up taking it down the day that the papers were signed because it was done. Yeah. But I've also had crystal grids maybe that are a little less specific and like, you know, so I, I made a crystal grid, um, gosh, I would say like, not this summer, but I think a little, a little over a year ago, I had a crystal grid that was specifically to help me or support me embodying what it means to be a, a manifester in human design. Cause it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of conditioning. There's very few of us, uh, in, you know, in the world. So there's not a lot of people to look towards. There's, you know, it's like the way we move through the world is very opposite to the way that most people move through the world. And so I was having a lot of trouble with this because I've been so conditioned to work oppositely. So I made a crystal grid for that. I think, I think, I think I had that up for probably almost a year because it, oh, I, wow. it was something I was just, it was constantly little shifts here, little shifts there, a little bit of deconditioning here, a little bit there. And then I finally ended up joining this really amazing program. If you are also a human design manifester, I would uh, look up Holly Marie or the manifester community. Um, It's literally, she built this entire community of just manifestors and she's got amazing courses. And so I'm actually in a course right now and it's literally just learning everything about human design. You actually end up being certified to be a human design reader, but it's geared specifically towards manifestors. And that, since I've started, like that deconditioning process has been absolutely incredible. I feel like the way I move through life in the last six months has completely changed. The way that I manifest has completely changed. And so I know I'm not finished with this journey. This is going to be a lifelong journey, but I knew I got what I needed, right? I needed a community of manifestors that I could talk to about like what I'm experiencing and have that reflected back to me. And I knew that I, I'm now in a place where I really can learn. Like I don't need the crystal grid for that anymore. It got me into this. It got me to the place where I can finally move forward. So like I finally took that one down and I said so many thank yous. Um, But it took a while, you know, it took a while to get there. And so... That's so cool because I'm really, I'm really having a good time, like just asking you questions because we do things (laughs) so differently. And it's like, oh, I never really thought of, or even how you were talking about the flow of how the crystals were laid out when you were trying to sell 
your apartment or condo or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Like, huh, that's so interesting because this entire time I've just arranged things just flowing into it. But to Mm -hmm. see these like, oh, yeah, that would make so much sense to leave the grid up until you manifest what you're you're wanting to manifest, which, again, Mm -hmm. goes back to having it in a place that doesn't get bumped and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. how cool. And that's the thing is there's, you know, if you're doing it more intuitively led, which you can still approach something like I have an intention, I'm just going to intuitively put this together. Amazing. Great. But there are a lot, and this is, I mean, a very easy, like sacred geometry shapes, like very easy Google. There's lots of information out there. Um, but there are a number of basic shapes that you can start off with. If anyone is interested on our website, we have crystal gridding boards. If you want something to like start oh, off smart. with. Yeah. So it's like literally like wooden boards and they have different geometric shapes on them. So you can use them in the intersees, right? Like where they, where they, the lines cross, or you could put them in the spaces between. So there's a lot of ways you could play with it, but you kind of like have a little blueprint to start off with. That's really cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that's yeah. what we've been carrying for a couple of years, probably three hundred, maybe three to four years because I, because I love crystal gridding so much. And I was like, I want the world to be able to do this easily. Yeah. That's so um, cool. But some of the shapes that are really well known are um, like Merkabas, for instance, right? So especially if you are wanting to, or your manifestation is more about like spiritual expansion or lucid dreaming or astral travel, anything to do with like that, Merkabas are going to be a really great shape to go to. Or I would say, you know, if you want movement, right, energetic movement, and that could be for healing, or that could be like, I want to move to a different country or, you know, anything that doesn't involve being stationary. Uh, I really like Fibonacci sequence. It's the the sacred spiral, mm. which is the one I used for the um, for, for selling the condo. Uh, I will also say one of the most popular ones is the flower of life or seed of life. And that one really can be used for anything. Like that's probably the most common, like basic crystal grid outline because it's hexagonal. So it matches quartz as well. So it really, any, any type of quartz stone, it really resonates with that very, very well. Um, if you want to bring in like safety, for instance, or like protection, using a basic square is mm-hmm. amazing, yeah. right? Because that is like solid and safe. There's like that primal image of like a house is like literally like a rectangle, right? Or, right. or a square. So, square, yeah. um, so that's, you know, so there's, there's very, you can go very simple or you can go very complex, but the, you can always do like a very easy Google of different sacred shapes and, and see how they feel to you is another great way to, to really That's a good idea that. too, is even if, if you're not sure, just go and Google the images and be like, Hmm, you know what? This one is calling me. And then you can by all means yes. look up what that specific shape means. But mm-hmm. again, going inward and feeling out like, what am I drawn to? can mm-hmm. be always helpful because it, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll be surprised at how often you're like, oh, well, no wonder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And for those of you who are like, this, this was brought up to me more in terms of those who are like practicing witches, for instance, direction is really important. Some cultures like direction is not as important. Some cultures, it's very, very important. So if you are one that 
thinks, you know, that believes directionality is incredibly important. That's another thing that you can incorporate, right? Is aligning the, the crystal grid to not all crystal grids, let's say have a, have a top and a bottom. Cause most of them are like either mirroring each other or they're, you know, relatively circular in shape. Um, but aligning it to the directional spokes of the compass, right? So like the diff, you know, the different points really align with North and South and East and West, uh, is another way to really tap into those energetic ley lines of the earth. So if that's something you really connect to, that's another powerful way of layering in even more energy and even more intentionality. So that's, that's another so cool, thing. That's not, again, something I've never even heard of al aligning in that way. So mm. all these little fun tidbits. I know. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. So let's say you lay out your grid. You have your, you've chosen your crystals. You've chosen okay. your layout. Now you have them laid out in whatever space that is. Now what? Now what? All right. So this is where we get into the nitty gritty of how to make a crystal grid. And I will say, first of all, this is ascribing a little bit more to the, the first way we were talking about it, right? Where you're like, you've made a choice, you're going to do this thing. So I like to think of crystal gridding a little bit like composing music, right? When you first start, it's beneficial to learn all the rules. And then as you get comfortable with it, then you can just start breaking them if your intuition calls for it. But I will say if you're just starting off, it's nice to, to follow the recipe, so to speak, um, because then you can get used to what a crystal grid feels like. And then you can start playing with it, but always use your own intuition. So the basics of a crystal grid have a few component parts, which are the center stone, the surrounding stone, and then our surrounding stones, I guess I should say, and then um, amplification stones, which could be used or not used, and then anything else you would like to include. And again, some crystal grids, especially if you see a lot of irises crystal grids, they don't look like this. And that's totally okay. This is this is <laughs> a way to make traditional crystal grids versus more intuitively led crystal grids. And some of the most beautiful ones I've ever seen on Instagram are not ones that subscribe to this. So keep that in mind. But for the basics of a crystal grid, the first thing that you want to pick is your center stone. So just like living things, crystals have auras which is also known as an energy torus. So if you were to look at this in Carillion photography or you know whatever science enables us to look at energy, it basically looks like an invisible, constantly moving donut of energy. <laughs> so, mm. so for like, yeah. So for, now I'm hungry. <laughs> so for our, like if you were looking at a human being, right? So our chakra line serves as the central axis. So like it goes up, it goes back down to the earth, it comes back up, it goes back down to the earth. Um, so it's this constantly like inner rotating, outer rotating donut of energy. Donut. So when you make a, when you're making a crystal grid, the center stone basically acts as the anchor for the crystal grids energy torus. So it's like the, it's like the antenna, shall we say. So it's broadcasting your intention out into the universe. So the center stone 
should typically be the largest piece in the entire grid, or if it's not the largest piece, the highest vibrational piece. So for instance, you could use like Herkimer diamonds, which tend to be really, really tiny, but they're like really powerful. So, you know, either, either way, but typically it should be your largest stone since it's acting as the antenna. And a lot of people will use quartz, but you can also use any energetically aligned stone that, you know, matches your intention. So what we talked about before, if you wanted to create a crystal grid to bring more love into your life, whatever type of love, rose quartz would be a really great center conductor. If you wanted to call in more protection, let's say, then black tourmaline would probably be like a really good bet. So center stone, either quartz or aligned with your intention, the largest of all of the crystals in your grid. Now, the second ingredient are the surrounding stones. And these are the stones that will be arranged in the geometric shape around the center stone. So how many you will, you'll need will really depend on how simple or how complex you want to make the grid, as well as the basic shape you've chosen. So for instance, if you were making a, a square for protection, right? You have your black tourmaline, you probably at, at minimum, you would need four because you need to like create the, the corners of your, of your square. So you have your center stone and then four surrounding stones, but you could also make this super complex and like outline the entire square and then have like radial lines coming up. Like yeah. you can just add and add and add and add. <laughs> um, for a basic flower of life or seed of life, you have your center stone and then you would have six radiating, radiating off of it. So you would need a minimum of six plus your center stone. And again, this can get really complex. I've seen some flower of life that have like hundreds of stones that are really big and amazing. And I know I, I went on because I was, as we're thinking of crystal grids, and I know you follow them too, because I went on to like look at them again. You guys have to check out Sister Spark Crystal Yeah. Grids. Oh, they're amazing. My God. For years, I've been following them. They have the most intricate, beautiful. Yeah, they're incredible. Thought out. Oh, my God. You go check it out. I'm going to link it in the show notes too, even like, yes. you- <laughs> yeah, there's, anyway. there's, there's a couple, there's another one that I can't remember the name of, but I, I will link it. There's like two or three that make amazing crystal grids on Instagram and they're just so inspiring and beautiful. Oh. And like, sometimes they will be really like geometric and sometimes they will be really intuitive. Mm-hmm. And so, but you can get a lot of beautiful inspirations from that. So exactly, we'll, we'll link yeah. those, those couple accounts in the show notes as well. Cause they're just stunning. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you've got your center stone, right? You've got your antenna, you have the surrounding stones. So, and these also act as the modifier to your crystal grid. So for instance, the rose quartz love grid that we were talking about. So if you wanted the love to be more about calling in, not just calling in more love, but you want to call in your soulmate. And granted, mm. I can't always guarantee that this will work because soulmates come when they come. But <laughs> don't try to control people, friends. But if you're just like, I just want to open myself up to my soulmate. I'm like, I feel like I'm closing, I'm closed. My doors have been closed and I just want to like, let the universe know I am open for this. So you'd have your rose quartz in the center and maybe for surrounding stones, you would choose Larimar to call in your soulmate. But maybe for your love, it's like you want to open yourself back up to having loving relationships with maybe estranged family members, right? Then you would use Bruticrosite in your grid 
So it really depends. You know, it's almost like the, they, they, they're like the flavor, right? They're, they're the nuances of I feel what like it's you almost really like your the title of a book. Yes. And then the, the, the rest of the stuff that ties yes. along in with the title. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or even like the, the summary, like the center sounds like the summary and then like the actual prose or poetry is the, or is the surrounding yes. stuff. Yeah. Right? The, it's, the, it's, the, it's the flavor. So yeah. that's, you know, so those act as the, the modifiers and maybe, and it also, even if you were just like, I just want more love. Like I just want to like be more loving and have more love in my life. You could just do all rose quartz, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to have any modifiers. Um, but this is where you can also get really, you know, fun and where I personally uh, have a lot of fun because I like, I want a little bit of this and I want a little bit of like that and I want a little bit of this. And like, yeah, it's like, I'm like concocting my little, my little soup here. So I love that. So I'll have my like center stone, but I will also like my one I've got set up right now um, is... I don't, I won't talk about what it is, but like, I've got sunstone as the center and then I've got, I'm like looking over at it. I've got like citrine and I've got green calcite and I've got honey calcite and I've got a little bit more sunstone to just activate. Oh, and I've got astrophilite and I've got like, I've got like all these like things it. in it's it. It's like ingredients in a recipe. You're yeah. Recipe for and, the universe. And that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that, that more is necessarily more. Right. Like, again, you're using your intuition. You don't need to like go overboard. Right. Um, I know when Hibiscus Moon in her book, she usually recommends no more than three because otherwise it can get more muddled. And I would say like, sometimes that feels appropriate for me. And sometimes I'm like, if eh, all the crystals. Yeah. So it just, it just depends if it feels right for you. Amazing. Go for it. So now we've got our center stone, right? We've got our antenna. We've got, which is like the main body aligned with your intention or clear quartz. You can always use clear quartz. Then you have your surrounding stones, which are the possibilities are, are, are really endless. And these act not just as modifiers to your intention, right? The, the, the subtle specificities of your intention, but they also act like satellites, right? So they're receiving and broadcasting the air, your intention out into the world. So, right. Cause you have your center stone cause we have an energy torus. So it's like going, it's going like this. So it comes out from the center. It's picking back up all of those surrounding stones, going back into the center, picking up. So it's like always amplifying over and over and over again, which then leads me to the third ingredient, which is not necessary, but if you want to include it, and these are amplification stones. Amplification stones typically are always going to be quartz, almost always quartz. I would say maybe an exception to that is if you've got a, a crystal grid made of only calcites, then maybe you could use like white calcite, for instance, just because it's really energetically aligned with it and, and also like molecularly aligned because it's the same stone. But typically you're going to use quartz and you can use quartz, quartz points. You can use tumbles, um, whatever, really whatever shape feels right to you. But quartz, as we've talked about before, it's inherently um, an amplification stone as well as a stone that holds intention. So in this, with these stones, we were kind of getting both. So these little amplification stones can be placed either like around the outer grid or so like if you have your center stone, you've got your, your, 
your surrounding stones and then like a third layer around it of amplification stones. Or you can alternatively place them in geometric points between the surrounding stones. Either way. So they're not necessary, but because quartz is holding those intentions, it also transmits, amplifies, and powers up the grid even more. So you're just kind of like adding that extra oof to it. So we have the center stone, the surrounding stones, the amplification stones. And then my and next favorite part. <laughs> yes, my next, I've been next favorite for part, this one, I'm like which is basically anything you want to include <laughs> at all except for like electronic devices so, so flower want, petals leaves yes. pine needles as you can tell i always like go out shells in nature. shells yeah literally i love going in nature especially when i was really during covid i was making grids up the wazoo and like that was <laughs> one of the, my main things was like going and like picking things from my garden and multiple even like grass blades just mm. to like accentuate the grid it just makes it even more beautiful Ugh. anyway so that's mm -hmm. what usually i'm including is always like nature stuff either flowers flower petals whatever yes. but i realized i didn't realize that you can even do other things that are special to you you want to mm -hmm. go yeah so you could that? include mementos um you know as long as it's aligned one of my favorite things and this is actually what i did i'm just going to keep going back to it because it's a very specific, it was, it was like one of my, my crystal goods that I've done for like a very specific thing versus more nebulous things. But when I was selling the condo, I printed out one of the pictures, what I thought was the best picture from our Zillow listing. And I actually put it underneath the crystal grid. So oh. that actually, so the, the spiral crystal grid that I built was actually on top of a photograph of it so it was very clear like Epic. this is the thing i want to move this yeah is the thing there's like needs... no uh guesswork no for the doubt. universe exactly you were like okay here you go exactly so <laughs> another way that you could utilize this for instance is if you've got someone who maybe isn't feeling well like maybe they they're ill right and you want to make a crystal grid to help them feel better first of all always have their permission before you do this but you can include a picture of the person and if you do i will also say Include a picture of them vibrant and healthy. Don't include the picture of them when they're ill because then that's what you're putting out to the universe to continue. So a picture of them vibrant and healthy or um, or a memento that makes you think of them or, you know, whatever it might be. So you can really, you know, the possibilities here are really endless as long as it feels energetically aligned. And if it involves another person, you have permission. I love that idea. That is so cool. I never thought of adding a photo. Yeah. But I'm, now I'm already thinking of all the things, all the crystal grids I'm going to make. <laughs> yeah. This is so well, fun. Well, it doesn't always have to be a photo too. It could be something that you've written, right? Like maybe, yeah. maybe you want to reconnect with someone, right? And so, and they wrote you a letter at one point in time. You could put that under there. Again, like maybe you can't ask them for permission, but you can also include in the intention, like if it's in my highest alignment, then I would like to reconnect with this person, right? You know, there's, there's, there's always like the nuances that you can, that you can put in there, but, um, Ooh, or yeah, even writing out what it is you're wanting to manifest. Oh, 100%. Especially like, if you're I a person want to manifest my mm -hmm. soulmate, if you're doing that grid and putting that underneath, like or whatever putting, it is. Or putting, ooh, or putting your list of like 
this is what I want in a person and being very like, if you're a specific person or if you're a a less specific person, like this is how I want to feel all the time in my relationship. Yeah. Right. So you can write that out. So you can take those like things that you normally would burn, right. That you write out and burn. You could take that and put it under your crystal grid. Mm. And then once it, and then, you know, once it's done, then burn it. Yeah. Right? Cause it happened. So it's another way of communicating with the universe in a way that people are already doing for manifestation. It's just, you're, right. you're tapping into the energy of crystals and sacred geometry to boost that. And I will say, since we keep talking about manifesting, mm-hmm. check out our bonus episode. If oh, you yes. scroll on, we, it's either, um, if you're not on Apple podcast, just go to our website. You can subscribe to our private podcast, but if you are on Apple, it is now up on there where you can subscribe there to get all our bonus content. Mm-hmm. And we did an episode on manifesting what it is, all the different ways you can do it. So mm-hmm. just a little shameless plug there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't shameless. It was, it was fine. It was, it was lovely. It was a good, it was a nice plug. It was okay. a sweet plug. Sweet, sweet plug. <laughs> all right. So now we have all the things on our grid. Yes. And you have made your crystal grid. Yes. So you, all you, the have, little you have arranged the crystal grid. So now what has to happen is you have to, let's say, power up for lack of a better term, right? So you don't just like set it up and like, cool, I'm done. Bye. You have to like, this is still coming from you. So it has to come from, from you. So you have your crystal grid set up. You need to activate it. And to do this again, use your intuition, always use your intuition. But, um, some people like to use like a crystal wand specifically. Um, Iris, I'm sure has ideas on like what the best formation is for this. Um, uh, or you could also use a pendulum. You could use a metal wand. You could use your bare hands. I personally actually typically use my bare hands just because I, I feel energy. And so it makes it easier for me to like feel what's happening as opposed to having the crystal in my hand. Cause then I'm just I actually use incense. Ooh, I love I that. I do like my little spirals around. I love that. Cause then you really get to, vis- you really visualize what's happening. Yeah. I love that. I never thought of that. I might try that <laughs> anyway. So if you're using your wand or your incense, whatever it is, you're just really imagining it as an extension of your own energy field. So make sure you clear that first. If you are using a tool, um, you know, connect with it. Imagine it being an extension of your own energy field that amplify that you're going to be using to amplify and transmit your intention to the grid in the same way that like when you have a crystal that you're working with, right. And you'll hold it in your hands. I have my little unicorn stone heart here. You hold it in your hands and you, depending on the person, right? Like you speak aloud or you talk to the crystal, you know, internally. And you say like, this is what I really need. This is my intention. This is what I want to work on together. So you can you do the same thing with your grid. So what I recommend is before activating your grid, it's best to come up with a very clear, con- relatively concise, if you can, I'm a verbose person. So it's hard for me to do that part, <laughs> but clear, clear, concise statement in the positive, right? You don't want to say, I never want to feel pain again because you're focusing on the pain. You're focusing on the pain as opposed to how you actually want to feel. Right. right? So a clear, concise statement that's in the positive for what you want to manifest. And if you would like, you could write this down and put it underneath your crystal grid, or you don't have to up to you, 
So once you have that, I generally recommend meditating or just doing whatever you normally do for yourself to kind of get yourself into that like manifestation brainwave state. I know it's different for different people, but I personally like meditate a little bit beforehand. I really like like to imagine my life, like what it's going to be like with this thing finally manifested, um, how I can start feeling that way now, what changes can I make now, things like that. And I would say also try and when you're doing this, being in a space of like solitude and more Zen, um, not somewhere where you're like in a kitchen where everyone's running around and talking and, you know, in your own space, I like to put on like very relaxing music. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys have heard of Deva Premal. She is a beautiful artist with a beautiful voice. She is so great for, or I'll put on, um, there's another artist with it. Deadova, just like those mm-hmm. types of like Zen, whatever. Or you can even just I don't know, put on music, whatever for meditation, yeah. But or whatever, whatever gets works you in the for zone. you, exactly. Yes. So you want to be tunes. in the zone, yeah. Um, okay, so then you once you have your statement, you're in the zone. Repeat the statement out loud. Right. Talk to the universe. Talk to the crystals. And as you're repeating this statement out loud over and over again. You direct your wand or hand, I use my hands, to the center stone, right? So like, here's, for those of you watching, I'm like holding my hands up, right? It's like imagining the stone is between, I'll use my microphone, pretending my microphone is, is the crystal, right? So have your hands like slightly away or touching the crystal, whatever you want. Or if you have a wand, then you could be like literally touching that crystal with your wand, and visualize it lighting up with your intention or however you want to visualize it. Like it's glowing, it's radiating, it's shooting off sparks, whatever works for you, whatever your brain conjures up is, is beautiful. But visualize it lighting up with your intention and the influx of energy that's coming from you. Then you go around and you kind of like, for lack of a better term, you connect the dots, right? With you and your wand. like your wand or your hand, like hovering over each crystal in the grid. For me, I personally like visualizing a, like a web, like a fine web of energy. And so Mm. with each stone, when I get to it, lighting up as they connect to form this like beautiful little lit up electric grid almost. And then once they're all connected, visualize the energy torus around it getting larger and larger and larger. You want this to be like as big as it is meant to be and as like beautiful as possible. So when I finally feel the time is right, and like sometimes for me, that's like two minutes. And sometimes for me, that's like five minutes. It just kind of depends, maybe 30 seconds, who knows? But when you feel the time is right, conclude by expressing gratitude for the crystals and the universe's support. I know that was a lot, but basically you just, you know, Imagine the crystals lighting up with your intention and then like connected to each other is like the very short version of it. And I love the the process too of thanking the crystals and thanking Mm -hmm. the universe. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of us or a lot of people in general when they're using they're using crystals, right? We're using them. I know. I hate that term. I wish there was better terms. Yeah, but trying to figure out what those are. This, this crystal is not only energetically helping, again, you need to listen to the first episode where Jillian explained the science of crystals and how they work, 
but this crystal is helping you. It's helping you energetically to uplift yourself. And on top of it, it's partnering with you. And on top of it, it's helping you to manifest with these grids. You're manifesting what you want to bring into your life, thanking them for it. Think of it as a person or a friend and you just Mm -hmm. always use them all the time. Like, how would you feel if they're like, oh, you know, I want this and I want that and I want that and I want that. And you give it mm-hmm. to them and then it's like they're on their merry way. So <laughs> giving that acknowledgement <laughs> yeah. to the crystals and them helping you in your journey. It's, I mean, even if you don't believe in the, in them being their own being, it's just, it's, it's a good practice to have, to thank, essentially thank the land. It's their nature. It's thinking mm-hmm. mother nature, universe, all of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's important. Yeah, 100%. So now you have set up your grid. You've activated your grid. What do you do now? <laughs> you Basically, <leave> it. <laughs> I know. No, you don't do that. So, <laughs> so I think with crystal grids, and I will say I sometimes do this because life gets busy and life gets busy. So this happens to me as well. But when a crystal grid is made, it's not a set and forget. It's not like I did this thing. Now it's going to manifest like, Mm -hmm. no. Um, I think it goes back to manifesting in general. You don't just tell the universe, okay, this is what I want and walk away and forget about it and get mad about it a month later when it hasn't come to you. Exactly. There's your, your process to get it to manifest, which is your exactly. work, your intentions, your revisiting. Yes. And so, you know, because of that, this is, it's in partnership with you. So that means like, it can't do all the heavy lifting by itself. Like in the end, they're just rocks. Like they're trying their best, but like <laughs> you've got to do your half. So it's not something you can just like set and forget. So what I typically recommend is if you can, and I understand lives get busy. So when, when you can putting a little bit of energy each day to the crystal grid, and that can look like holding your hands over the crystal grid and visualize you sending energy, like a little bit of boost. So they like brightens up a little bit, you know, in your, in your mind's eye. So you know, reinforcing that intention, um, or thanking the crystal grid for its help every single day, you know, before you go to bed. And of course, like we are energetic beings, you don't always have to physically be there. Like if you're traveling, you can just send the energy, like it'll still, it'll still go. We live in a quantum universe. So that is totally fine. Um, but or even breathe saying out loud what your intention for that grid was just kind of, yes. Or whatever tool you used previously, like for me, it's incense. If you have a moment, mm, whether mm-hmm. it's your wand yeah, like or your re- incense, retracing it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just putting a little bit of energy back to the grid, a little bit of gratitude back to the grid every single day, right? Because it is working in partnership with you. And then I will say, I mean, a little bit, you don't need to like do the whole rigmarole, like a little bit can go a long, long way. So it's just a little bit. You don't need to stress yourself out about it. If you miss a day, it's, it's fine, but it's just showing the universe, like you will still take the steps necessary to do this. Right. And that's, and that's another big part of this is being aware of what can I do? Like, I want this to come in. So, and this is a perfect example 
So when we sold the condo, uh, or when I made the crystal grid for the condo, we got in our first, we got in our very first offer in 24 hours and it was lower than I wanted. So I didn't take it. And these people were lovely. They like wrote a whole letter about how much they want, like they loved the space and they wanted to cherish it and build their, you know, build their, you know, like it was a, it was a couple and their dog and they really saw themselves like living here and they talked like, but it was lower than I wanted. So I countered. And they were like, we can't afford that. And they dropped out and it took another month before we got another offer. So that's the thing is like the universe is like, okay, here it is. Here's the perfect people, but it may look different than you anticipated. And so I was like, no, 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 I don't want this. And the universe was like, okay, well, it's going to be a while. And in the end, the person who ended up getting it actually ended up negotiating less for what the initial couple offered. Mm -hmm. So I still didn't make as much. So another thing to remember is like, you still have to do the work. When the universe brings you things, you still have to say, okay, thank you. You know, if it really doesn't feel aligned, fine. But like, be really aware when the universe is bringing you things, it may actually be for you, even if it isn't exactly the way that you anticipated or the way that you thought you wanted it. It still might actually be the best thing for you. Right. And that you still have to do your part of the bargain. You still have to do your part of the work. So that's another thing I will say, you know, like these are powerful, magical things. Um, but these practices are still a practice and that means you have to do it. It's not like magic. I mean, it is magic. It but is, like, but you it's still also, have to do it. you are the magic. Yes. <laughs> These exactly. are the tools to accentuate your magic. So you exactly. have to do your part. Yeah. yeah. So that was that. a really big learning experience for me and how I, how I started shifting my approach to crystal grids was, was, was that one. Cause it was like, okay, this really works, but also I have to pay attention and I have to be open Right. to what the universe is going to bring me. And it may be different. Like I want abundance to come in and it may not be winning the lottery. Maybe it's bringing a grant. Yeah. You know, like we don't, we don't always know what is in our highest alignment, but the universe does. 100%. And the crystals do. It's that hopeful optimism that the universe yes. will bring us what is actually meant and best for us, which yes, a lot of times is different than we thought. Yes, exactly. But it always so, works out for the best. So yay, a little, this was a fun one. I know. I, I will enjoyed have, myself. I will say the only other thing to mention when you're crystal gridding is when your crystal grid is either when your manifestation or your intention is accomplished, uh, or when you feel like the crystal grid is no longer relevant and you're starting to deconstruct your crystal grid. Before you do that, the last thing, and we talked about it a little bit before, is really expressing your gratitude for the stone's support and for the earth's support and for the universe's support. Crystals are beings and they like to be useful, but they also like us, like they want to be appreciated. Like you like to know, like we read our little, uh, the little reviews in the beginning, right? Like yeah. we like to know right. when we're appreciated and that we're making a difference and the crystals do too, right? They're not just something to be used. So mm -hmm. 
really being clear about your intention. I think one of the things I've started doing recently is when I know a crystal grid is complete is I'll, I'll still leave it up for a few days and I will give an offering to it. Mm. And I will like, I think my last one was like a piece of a chocolate bar that I was really yeah. enjoying, yeah. you know, like it doesn't have to be anything like big, but it's just like showing like, thank you. And I'm so grateful for your support in making these shifts and changes in my life. So um, I definitely recommend doing that. And then of course, making sure to clear. I'm not as into clearing crystals as I think other people are because I think crystals are pretty stable. But when you've used them for a crystal grid, that was a big intention that you put in there. And if you want to use the crystals for something else, you know, appreciate bath. <laughs> give them, yes, give them a little energetic bath, whether that's yeah. with water or smoke or, or sound. Sound waves are my, my favorite friend because they're just simple and easy to do. Um, but sound waves, light waves, just make sure that it, whatever you do, it's appropriate for the right stone, right? Some stones don't do well with water. Some stones don't do well with sunlight. So just do, do your you research for which yeah. crystals that you, that you're, you're clearing. Um, but just make sure that you do and then give them a little rest. They need to nap a little bit before yeah, a little time before <laughs> jumping into something else. <laughs> well, so. we didn't have a guest today and no. we normally ask our guests what crystals they are currently working with themselves personally. Oh, so I am curious, Jillian, do you oh, have a gosh. crystal you're working with even just today oh. or yesterday? I have a couple. One of them is unicorn stone. I actually have my, I've got two hearts with me. I've got like this giant one <laughs> and Love I have it. a little one, but I, I can see like how different they look. Yeah. Um, but unicorn stone, it's a, it's a combination of lipidolite, smoky quartz, pink tourmaline, sometimes blue tourmaline, if you get really lucky and Clevelandite and all together, this like very lovely synergistic combination uh, creates a stone that is supportive through times of um, challenge and potentially immense trial. It, it helps. It first of all, it's like soothing and supportive and safety. You know, helps us feel safer, but it also helps us move through these time periods with grace, as opposed to. I guess not as opposed to, but it helps us move through it with grace so that we are able to see how we are expanding and we are able to expand and grow and potentially heal through the challenging, potentially traumatic or um, difficult circumstances. I have I've got say... a lot going on right now, guys. There's a lot going on in the background uh, in I my life. Say... There's a lot of upheaval, so... We uh, are completely um, in tune again because I couldn't remember my third crystal. So I, I typically end up choosing three crystals when I work with them. And last night I chose three and I found the two. I had put them away already. I'm like, okay, I found my two. What was the third one? What was the third one? It was a unicorn stone. <laughs> it was a unicorn store stone free form. Oh my gosh. That I set along with my two lipidolites. How oh funny my gosh. is that? So for me, it was a unicorn stone. Mm -hmm. And then I'm obsessed with lipidolite, anti-stress, anti-anxiety. But I have mm -hmm. my gem lipidolite scully babe. 
Oh, so beautiful. And then just, it's, this is actually a four light. Um, mm. that was, I think it was a gift from Gary, but, um, mm. little DT. So I had this, this, and the freeform unicorn stone by my bed because I'm have, I've been having a really hard time sleeping because my mm-hmm. mind is going a lot. And yep. So that was, that I, was mine. I, that's where I have my, my giant heart is next to my bed. How funny. I have it on my. <laughs> always in tune without even realizing i know (laughs) well thank you so much for being here with us today you guys we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did make sure and give us a little rate us with a little five stars or even leave a review we love reading them um we appreciate so much hearing your feedback gives us motivation to continue on. So, mm-hmm. uh, and if you have any questions or if there's episodes that you not episodes, if there's topics that you would like us to explore, especially if it deals with, with crystal specifically, let us know, comment on our Instagram because we're, you know, coming up with our topics for the rest of this year. And then in our bonus episodes, uh, we're going to be doing a Q and a Q&A, like answering some of your questions that you all, that you all might have. So, um, please let us know if there's things that burning crystal questions that you have that we can potentially yes, answer. We would for love you. to dive in or if there's topics that you're interested in, especially, you know, not, not necessarily crystals, but and anything, right? We've got, we've got a year's worth of topics to plan. So <laughs> what do you want to hear us talk about for an hour? <laughs> exactly. And then don't forget if you haven't yet subscribe to us on YouTube, cause you can watch this like a show if you're, if you'd like, um, yes. as well as make sure and hit the subscribe button so that you're see, getting notified. You can see the crystals as we show them and all yeah. of my wild gesticulations <laughs> when I'm explaining things as that's how I roll everybody. (laughs) We appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Have a beautiful day. This concludes another episode of crystallizing conversations. We are so grateful for every moment you spend with us, whether that's listening in or connecting with like-minded friends in the crystallizing community. To find out how to join, visit us at crystallizingconversations.com, where you can also explore our memberships, which gives you access to bonus episodes, astrological forecasts, behind-the-scenes content, live Q&As, meetups, and more. If this episode resonated with you, you can deepen your exploration through our embodiment journeys, ranging from mini-courses to guided meditations to applied practices, all curated to support your embodiment and integration of each episode's topic. Remember, every time you choose to heal and grow, the collective heals and grows with you. Thank you for crystallizing with us.